Hello everyone and welcome back to the World Explorer podcast where it is the first of the month and therefore we are doing a world building basics. If you don't know what that is, that is where we take a topic about world building and kind of just broaden on it, share some tips or just our experiences with it or who knows what honestly it could be anything but we try to stick with the topic. I'm also doing Every my once Isaac. In a while. <laughs> Yeah, every once in a while we might drift off and talk about macaroni and cheese or something. It's just bound to happen. We're very... It's just who we are. But but today we have a pretty broad topic, so I think we'll be able to stay with it. Alright, yeah, I don't know what the topic is, so <laughs> I'm, throw it at me. Yeah, I'm really surprised we haven't done this one yet, because it's such a huge part of world building, but that's religion. Like making religion. Well, I mean, it's only a part of certain world building. Yeah, Not all world building has religion, but yeah, that is a big part. You no, know, I'd say like top ten uh, world building things you should fo- you should learn about is religions in there. Maybe even top five. I would probably say top ten. Not sure I would go as far as top five, but top ten, sure. Oh, maybe we'll make a list one day. Do a video on that. A list of the top ten. Or top five. Oh, uh, you know who you know who talked a whole lot about world building religion uh, in one of his lectures. Uh huh. Brandon Sanderson. And if you haven't checked him out, you should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've totally checked him out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, and that's fair. His lectures are like they're like an hour long. So. Yeah, I've been too busy watching Green Eggs and Ham instead. Can only do one That's even decisions. better. Yeah, yeah. Watch Green Eggs and Ham, and then watch Brandon Sanderson. We'll, we'll see. Uh, but anyways, we're gonna anyway, be we are off religion. track. We're gonna be talking about religion today, and world building religion. We are not talking religion in the sense of like Christianity and Judaism. And not, no, we're talking about making them, making up your own religion. Okay, let's establish that before people click off angrily, thinking we're about to lecture them on faith. We're not. Not. Not here. Yeah. And- and instead of, and we're not talking about, uh, like, we have a whole bunch of fake religions. Just how the world build an actual religion in, in that fits into your world. It, it, maybe it's uh, not a real religion. You can, ha- you can have those, and we can maybe talk about those. But I think we're primarily going to be talking about the ones that are actually real within the world. Mm-hmm. Within the world that we are creating. Yeah. You know, we got things like cult. First, I guess you have to establish... Uh, uh, the big thing is, is this wor- a world in which there's a dominant religion and, like, minor ones or cults and stuff? Or is this one where there's a lot of diverse religions? Because that will affect how you build your different faiths in your cultures. Yeah, because when you have a world with multiple religions and they are all focused around some sort of deity, then you have to decide, are do all of these uh, religions... Uh, coexist, like, are they all true? Or is there only, like, one, maybe two true religions? Okay, that's a big uh, I think that it's personally more fun to have it be all of the religions are true, so long as they don't conflict with each other. Yeah. Um, but, uh, if you have... Okay, so I want to look at something like Moon Knight real quick. So yes, you've seen Moon the Knight caught up. I have seen the entirety of Moon Knight. So I'll try and avoid spoilers for this part in case people haven't seen it. That's valid. But basically in there, there's uh, a religion that is confirmed to be true mm-hmm. with like certain types of gods and stuff. 
Yeah. Now we've also got the Norse gods in this world. Yes. Now and, we've also got and we like, got Greek or Roman gods confirmed now as well. Yeah. yeah thanks so to all, the Thor trailer. All these Greek gods. Mm -hmm. We've got all these different gods and all these different religions in the Marvel universe. Yeah. And they all kind of conflict with each other because oh. they all have their own gods to cover the same things, or they all have their own creation myths, or they all have their own, you know, all these different things. So you gotta wonder how can all these different gods coexist in the same universe without contradicting each other? I, um, That's I, something that you might want to watch out yeah, for. Yeah, I honestly, I think one of my biggest complaints about Marvel, and Marvel does an amazing job in things, but they are they're terrible at this, is why aren't certain things interacting with each other sooner? Like, we have these... I mean, I think everyone... You watch the trailer, you know they're Egyptian gods. That's not a spoiler. You have these Egyptian gods, and then you have, like, the Eternals. And they're living on the same planet, doing the same thing, and you sit there going, like, how have they not interacted before? Do they have they acknowledged each other? Are they aware of each other's existence? Don't you think they might be friends, possibly? Like they're on the planet to do the exact same thing. So you you think they'd interact more, but no, guess not. And it's the same with like super different superheroes and stuff. Like I'll constantly, Marvel's biggest people's biggest complaint about Marvel is like this character really would have shown up in this situation, don't you think? But and then they don't. But like I understand why from like a movie story point that they can't do that but it is really frustrating that that happens so often yeah when there's basically like an easy answer to, this isn't even we're not even going into world building anymore this is a story but when there's an easy answer to a problem or something obvious uh, uh, should happen or should show up that doesn't that's bad world building, bad writing, bad continuity, etc. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, one of the main complaints about Infinity War was that everybody was like, okay, so there's about a million different ways that the Avengers could defeat Thanos. And yet, they don't use any of these ways because Doctor Strange said, no, we've only got one shot. What, like, yeah. one in a... One, however many million. Yep. And... Yeah. Uh, Thanos, on the other hand, when he's got all these Infinity Stones, he's got near infinite power. He should be able to just snap his fingers and uh, he and still kill them instantly. Maybe not half the universe, but these people that are in front of him. Sure. I mean, he turned them into like ribbons and whatever else when uh, he encountered the Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know entirely. It's a reality so stone. He can clearly like manipulate matter. So that's the sort of thing where. No, you that was that was the reality them. stone. Okay, I do wanna I wanna defend them on that. That was the reality stone that can only like make reality look like something else. It can't actually change what reality is. So he made them look like they turned into bubbles and ribbons, and they thought that they did, but they didn't actually. So it doesn't actually kill them. You actually have to physically do that. And end of okay. my speech. Continue. <laughs> But even then, I'm just thinking there's a lot of different other abilities and all different stones that where that he can essentially one shot whoever he wants. I don't think he even wants the to mind know. stone can shoot a laser. Yeah, but I I honestly think and he that's, just that's how, to. Uh, how uh, in what if that vision defeats Thanos? Is he just instantly kills him by slicing him in half with the mind stone? Yeah. Well. Yeah. 
What if it probably did not help with Doctor Strange's? <laughs> there's only one way, and then what if's like, no, no, there's not. <laughs> yeah, what if had some problems? But anyway, world building religions. Yeah, let's stay on topic or pretend to. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so. Yeah. So uh, it's. When you're world building a religion, of course, the, it, you're gonna have maybe a group of people who worship this, uh, this deity or abide by this religion. If you want to look at it, there are now there are some religions that you can build where it's less of a religion like based around a certain deity or god and more a uh, sort of way of life mm. and belief system, kind of like the Mandalorian. The Mandalorians have a religion, but they don't, they worship anything. don't have a god or yeah. anything, or at least not that we know of. They don't worship any being. But they still call they still say that they have a religion, even though it's more this like a cult. But they call no, it a religion. A cult. It's definitely a cult. But you know, yeah, it's a cool cult. Yeah, they refer as a religion, but still. Yeah, Anyways, I mean, even so the Jedi is uh, like that. Like, that's honestly all of Star Wars's religion is. They don't really have a deity, but they have a lifestyle, and like, I mean, there's the Force, and there's the dark side, and the good side, but that's not a deity, that's something they admit that they have control over. So, like, it seems weird to worship something you are above. Uh, so, so it's definitely more of a way of life for all Star, Star Wars religions, or most of. I think there are some actual, like, deity worshipping in some of the smaller books, or lesser known stories. I mean, I'm back. Did you know that uh, the Jedi in Star Wars is based off of Buddhism? No, I did not. I learned. Yeah, something. George Lucas is a Buddhist. I didn't know he was, but that explains a lot of things. But also makes me confused about even more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you think about like uh, their their way of thinking, and um, the, you got the balance that they must have with the light and dark, and. Yeah. All of these different things, like it, it, it screams Buddhism. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, even more, there, in all of the um, torn up paint and stuff on Boba Fett's armor, he has a third eye on his forehead. Oh, well, it's yeah, hardly yeah. noticeable. Like you can't really tell it's there. The only reason I noticed it was there was because in the holiday special, in the animated uh, version, he has that third eye, and it's very clear. True, it is. That's right, guys. We've seen that movie. It's awful. I suggest watching it with a group of friends. Do not watch it by yourself. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it does also have, like, a religious culture. Like, it's got its Christmas. It's not Christmas, but... You we don't talk about day. that! But we it's don't talk canon about now! But Life Day's canon now. It was in The Mandalorian. We don't talk about Life's Day. You're gonna no, get... Look, no, look. This has no. to go on YouTube. I, I think this has to go on YouTube. We just talked about this. We don't we don't poke the Disney music there. <laughs> but Star Wars no. is a is a good example of religion that doesn't have a deity because not all religions do. So yeah, it, it's more based around a belief system. Now maybe we should talk a little bit more about the ones that do have deities. Yeah, I mean my story that I'm writing uh, has a deity and it involves child sacrifices. So oh fun. Yep. All my friends were concerned about me in my writing class. It's like that's a uh, fair concern. They weren't. They weren't prepared for it. 
but you know it's, but at the same time the story I'm writing like religion is the it's a very it's a driving force of the story like I'd say it is the main force behind everything that's happening is revolves around the city and their religion and their culture is based around it and their housing reflects it their celebrations and customs all reflect around it so I have a very heavily religion influenced world but that's not necessary you can have a religion in a world and it not it not be like the main feature of it <laughs> okay so yeah we, we should probably talk about why people follow uh, religion and the different advantages and disadvantages that might come with following certain religions. What do they expect to gain from following this religion? And this also and sometimes a lot. it can really be as simple as, well, my parents and their parents before them and all my ancestors have had this religion, so I also have it. Sometimes it can be as simple as that. Yeah, but uh, it could, uh, uh, but something important to keep in mind of this is, is your religion real or not within your world? Because if it's not real, then what you have, the benefits of it are all, like, in your head. They're placebo effects, almost, like, the comfort you get from a god watching over you every time you sacrifice them or all that. It's just placebo. It's not, it's not actually happening, but the characters think it is, but other readers know it's not. But if there is actually a deity that is active and actually doing things, then that can be really fun because now you have a god in play in your story. And that... I have a really fun example of this. Go for it. Of the one where there's uh, where you think there's a deity, but there isn't. Okay, so Madagascar 2. Oh no. The, the water gods that King Julian talks about, where they throw a sacrifice into the volcano. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, and so, uh... King Julian is wondering why didn't the sacrifice work? Even though like you know nobody was sacrificed, and then a shark jumps into the volcano, and they're like, "Do you think the gods like like seafood?" Well, let's find out. And they look down, and suddenly all this water starts filling the river out of nowhere. Like, yes, I did it, and. But what they don't know is that there was a dam that the main characters had just broken, it, like it, uh, upriver. Yeah. And that's why there was no water. That it yeah. wasn't the water gods. Like that's the sort of thing. Uh, like that's, I just uh, thought that was a really fun example. Yeah, and it also shows like that's like a little one-off thing of the story. It's not a big feature of the story, but it's a fun, it's a comedy relief. Religion has a lot of uses in stories. Like it can be your com- comedic relief. A lot of people probably wouldn't think that, but you know, having someone believe in something you know isn't like the readers and even other characters in the story know isn't true can be hilarious. It's kind of like uh, the big example is having a flat earther just in your friend group. <laughs> You just make fun of them, like how, how how do you believe in this? But they're so they're so adamant on it, and so you just get a lot of humor out of it because it's so ridiculous that they'd actually they'd actually believe believe that. Especially when you're like you do realize we went on a plane ride around the world once. How yeah. how how do you still believe this? Yeah. Yeah, but this that's the sort of thing that can be just hilarious and fun. Religion's generally a thing that you want to take seriously, especially if here's like if you are basing your religion and your story off of a pre-existing religion that is not dead and that you are not a part of, 
tread carefully. Very valid. Tread very carefully. Yes, that's... Yeah, uh, people, sadly, are very... Yeah, people are very... They're overprotective of their religion. And it makes sense why they'd be overprotective of something they believe in. But I, I don't understand why they're so protective over their religion and fiction. <laughs> I, I personally can't get behind that. Like, as a Christian, I read a lot of books where Christianity is explained in ways that is, like, portrayed in these fiction stories in ways where I don't agree, I wouldn't agree with, I don't think is in real life, but, like, it's a fiction story, so I'm just along for the ride. Uh, my biggest example of that would probably be Cassandra Clare's City of Glass series. I've only read the first three books, uh, but they have, like, a whole angels versus demon things, but there's no god. And, you know, I could see a lot of Christians being, like, how can you do that? How can you believe angels, demons, but no God? Like, that makes no sense. But I'm just sitting here like, it's fiction. It's fun. They're fighting each other. I really don't care. Oh, there's vampires now. I'm in for a ride. Uh, it's great. I, uh, my grandfather, for whatever reason, he believed, he had read the entire Bible, like, cover to cover. He had memorized the whole thing, and for some reason didn't believe in God, but he believes Satan existed. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are like that. Like, Satanism and stuff. Like, there's no God, but there's a devil. He wasn't like a Satanist. Like, well, yeah, he believed there was no God, but he believed Satan did exist. Yeah. And then proceeded to make canes with uh, devil heads on them. Huh. Like, I, again, I don't think he was a Satanist, but... Huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, he died when I was, like, one. Mm. So I never really met him. Mm. Yeah, I, I... I don't have anyone in my family like that. We're all pretty... We're either all, like, atheists, or we are all diehard Christians. There is no one between in my family. I mean, like, I have a grandmother who's very adamant on miracles and, like, prayer, healing people, and she swears that she's done all these miracles, but... She, she doesn't do them in front of other people, so, like, did she do them? Did she not? Type stuff, but... Yeah, I mean... I mean, I, and I also have ancestors who are witches, so we can... I've got I've got the spectrum. Uh, just to make things even more fun, any Buddhists thrown in there? No. No, no. just... Christians and witches. So. That's... Quite the, quite the wide range. It's the same side of the family too. Like those, it's my dad's mom's. Ah, yep. We just we call them the black sheep of the family, or the, but they were in the Salem witch trials. So back to how to world build religions and stuff. Uh, I don't know. I think Salem witch trials actually brings up a good idea. When you have rage religion, you tend to have like people against the religion or uh, that's true the opposite uh you have your cults and your satanists as in our world terms who are yeah people who yeah. sort of like take the opposite side of religion and some people who are just against the religion entirely like you're a witch burn the witch at the stake yeah even though it was most of it was just drugs and uh yeah the, you can have and then uh, you can have the uh, people go and make a movie with, with uh, witch trials sort of set up, and then it's like, 
if she weighs the same as a duck, and she's made of wood. And therefore, therefore she, she floats. A witch! <laughs> They're reasoning. I, I'm like, where's the Bible? All it says is, all the Bible says is that, like, witchcraftery is wrong because, you know, you're trying to take power from God and stuff. Like, it makes sense why in Christian terms that. But, like... Where, where in the Bible does it say that they weigh this, <laughs> the same as a duck and that they float in water? And also, whose logic is it that if you're not a witch, the way we're going to test it will kill you? But if you are a witch, it right. won't, and then we'll kill you. Do you not know what I was referencing? I, I kind of do, but like... Monty I've, Python. Are you? I have not seen that. Okay, oh no! Okay, so... I'll, I'll give you a little bit more context to that joke. Okay, so what happens is, um, there's uh, a person who they think is a witch. Uh -huh. And they've got all these different peasants accusing her of being a witch. And they're like, uh, he, he turned me into a newt. Or she, um, did this. And she uh, gave me this sort of thing. She did all these different things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they, anyway, so there's this guy who's, who's like, Okay, so we need to figure out whether or not she is, in fact, a witch. How do we uh, do that? And he's like, um, witches burn, correct? Uh, no, actually, wait, that might not be it. I'm trying to remember. Now I'm trying to remember how it went. Uh, one moment. Look, I have dim memories of walking into my dad watching this movie, and that's, like, about it. I know the right rabbit, com the killer white rabbit comes from that. Like, okay, I think what it, I think that what it was was is, uh, yeah the white killer white rabbit did come from that yeah that's all I like. uh, so uh they need yeah, they need to figure out whether or not she is um a witch and I think it, what it was was witches burn therefore yeah. they are made of wood mm. so how can we figure out whether or not she is made of wood. And someone's like, we could build a bridge out of her! And he's like, ah! And the answer is not, no, that's stupid. The answer is, ah, but can you not also build bridges out of stone? And they're like, oh, yes, yes, it's true. Like, so, maybe we could do, it's like, what else does uh, wood do? Wood floats! Oh, okay, so now we need to find something that way, uh, that uh, also floats, and they compare their weights. Like, so what also oh, floats? And then King Arthur, they're all lost, and King Arthur is just like, a duck! He's like, yes, a duck! And so, if she weighs the same as a duck, then therefore, she is made of wood. And that means that she is... And then the entire crowd starts jumping up cheering, oh, wait, it's a witch! And, uh, so then they weigh her against a duck to find out if she's made of wood. And she did weigh the same as a duck. <laughs> hmm. That's the most surprising and then, thing. And then the person with the scale and everything, he, uh, he then proceeds to call King Arthur a man of science. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh dear! It's a wonderful movie. Yeah, more making fun of religion. <laughs> that that movie also kind of pokes fun at Christianity because God shows up in that movie, 
And uh, he is annoyed in that movie by um, people groveling and worshipping him. And being, uh, like he's annoyed by people worshipping him, essentially. Okay, very different from actual Christianity. Yeah. I'd say opposite, honestly. Like, basically what happens is they, it's God shows up in the sky, and he's poking his head through the clouds, and they're all like, it's God! And then they kneel down, and, and, uh, and they bow, and then he's like, oh, stop it! It's like, I find this so annoying, it's, oh, forgive me this, oh, bless me that. It's like, they got his God's personality in this movie. Fascinating. <laughs> it's not exactly accurate. No, but, uh, but, that's but it's fiction. That's the thing that might be seen as offensive, but like, it is fiction. And it's also a comedy uh, and a parody, which is yeah. another thing to keep in mind, like the genre. Like, if you were doing that and you were trying to do like a serious movie where you were you were using Christianity in itself as the religion in your world and you did something like that, I could see why people would get upset because you're sh saying Christianity is like this. And that's the thing, like, yeah, it when... it seems like you're mocking Christianity, yeah, in a way. Yeah, so, but this, this is a parody, like, I, I could see why that'd be funny, like, it's just a parody. It's, it's not meant to, like, condemn the religion or anything. So that's, that's why I usually recommend, like, do a made-up religion versus trying to do a real one. Because if you do one that's from our world, you are stuck with that now. You gotta do the research, you've gotta ask the right people, you gotta get it proofed read by people who, uh, who know what they're, you're talking about... Uh, stuff like that, especially if it's a religion you aren't very familiar with. Meanwhile, though, if you make up your own religion or you decide to take this religion and, like, say, oh, it's, you thought it was this religion, but it's actually, like, these parts of it are correct and these parts aren't, and I've created my own religion out of this, like Cassandra Clare did, then, then you're good. Then that's fine. Like, no one should condemn you. And if you do, I think that's their problem, and they need to get, that's their problem, they need to get over themselves, and they need to stop being entitled, and let the fiction just be fiction, and, you know, you're, you're gonna offend someone no matter yeah, what I you write, so... Just yeah, even if you them. take something like, even if you're taking something like Greek mythology, apparently people are very touchy on that subject. Because <laughs> like uh, the Percy Jackson uh, books, yeah, the uh, the author for, uh, for those books, uh, he apparently got some stuff, uh, got a few small details wrong in his uh, in his research on Greek mythology. And people were very, very, very upset about that. And I like, probably way more than they should have been. Like, it's a dead religion. Get over it. Yeah, I mean, you it's not even your religion to be offended by. Like, but I do, I but, do think the reason they were mostly offended, and this comes, this is another thing you have to be careful with, is that he advertises him at the Percy Jackson series, he sees all his series on, like, mytho mythological gods and deities as a tool in which kids can learn about these mythologies and deities and stuff in like a fun modern way and that is where when he makes mistakes like that it becomes concerning because kids are reading this with in the back of their mind that this is a new way to see the gods and that they're going to learn about the gods and the characters and stuff via these stories 
So when you get something wrong and that's the goal of it, I could see why people would get more upset. Unlike something like uh, Marvel and Thor and all his and no and his buddies, uh, like none of us really care because they're not there to teach you about these gods. They're here to say this is our version of it. Like if not, Loki would be very less entertaining and would also be Odin's brother quotation marks and at some point would have to have a relationship with a horse so like you know I yeah, there's, I'm okay with Marvel not being not totally accurate to the original mythology yeah. it's like uh, Loki is Odin's brother Odin is still Thor's father yeah. um the, uh, Loki uh, there, like Fenrir shows up in uh in, Rag in Ragnarok, but, but Fenrir is actually one of yeah. Fenrir, Hela, and Jormungand are Loki's three children. Jormungand has not yet showed up in Thor. Maybe he will in uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Upcoming Thor movie. Yeah. Also, Hela would be would not have been the badass villain she was because Hela was the okay child out of the three. Yeah. Like, Hela is, is, is yeah, all of the relationships and personality stuff are all scrambled. Yeah, and I'm okay um, with that, because they're not trying to educate you on Norse gods. They're just, here. they're just, they're based off of Norse gods, and, like, the whole explanation that why they're so different is because myths had gotten it wrong and had mixed it up over the time with many translations and stuff, and so now they can kind of do whatever they want. Uh, and again, I'm good with that. I didn't want to see Loki sleep with a horse. <laughs> yeah, also, um, if they kept it accurate, Thor would be throwing a temper tantrum every ten seconds. Which he does in the first movie, but it's nice that he was allowed to grow. That's true. Yeah. Like, he, he, was, he, was, he was basically a man-child in the beginning. Yeah. And the uh, What If episode with him kind of puts emphasis on this. If it weren't for Loki, he would have remained a man-child. I know. There are some stories, like, which I think would have been fun. But, I mean, I did, like... I It is fun with series like that, though. If you do know the mythology, you get, like, references. Like, uh, Loki's imprisonment, and one of the main things in his imprisonment is his mouth has, like, a piece over it that looks like it's a metal sewn onto his mouth. And that is in reference to one of his myths, where he bets his head. Uh, uh, in a thing and loses and the guy's like I am now going to chop your head off at long last and Loki looks at him and says yes but if you take even an inch of my neck I get your head as well and he's like ah so he just sews his mouth closed for a couple months instead so Loki just can't talk which yeah, is torturous must but. have been the most peaceful time ever in Asgard it really it was uneventful people were bored people liked Loki in Asgard Asgard was the embodiment uh, if you've seen one of our videos where we talked about like chaos and innovation and stuff like that, Loki was the only one creating chaos and innovation in Asgard. Otherwise As there is no Asgard there's no Norse mythology without Loki because it's boring. Despite the fact that Loki was a later addition to Norse mythology, which is a whole thing. But, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's uh, I recommend, uh, if you guys are interested in Norse mythology and, like, the background of Loki, uh, Overly Sarcastic does an amazing video. Just type in Overly Sarcastic History of Loki, 
uh, and they do a whole thing on it and it's really well done and she does all the research for you and she shows how she does the research and it's really cool and it's a good video and it kind of explains the origin of Loki and it's fun. How do you start off making a religion? I mean, I guess step one, decide how prominent you want it to be. Is it this minor thing or is it this big thing? Uh, step two, how involved do you want the, the gods of the religion to be or do you want gods in general? Is a good thing? I don't know. It's, it, honestly, it depends on the type of story you have. Like, a story like the one I'm writing, religion is huge, so I have to really focus heavily on it, but there's a lot of stories where it's not a big deal, it's just a detail in the background. So. For me, uh, I have not world built a religion before, uh, at least not like uh, in my books and stuff. But for me, if I were to write a religion, I imagine the way it would happen is I would say, I think this thing is cool. This element of the world is, is like a cool idea to have like some sort of deity doing X. And then I, from there, weave into, weave more into it, how does this deity and this creature actually fit into the world better? Actually, you know what? I am kind of kind of world-building a religion right now uh, for one of my stories where there is a god, but it's not... I don't really want to call it much of a religion, because like, he's not even known for the most part. Yeah. Like, not many people know, uh, know about him, and... Yeah, it, it's... Uh, I'm not even... It barely qualifies as a religion, even though it's got this mighty, powerful god. Yeah. I mean, for, like, the religion I'm working on, which is relatively well-developed, I'd say, uh, well, the world I'm creating is actually a really interesting one in that it's got all of these, each country has its own deity, they're all real, they all rule over it, but there's different levels of worship, so the story I'm currently working on right now, this deity, it, it, she runs the show, but, like, she's, she's a very, she's a mute goddess, she doesn't talk or do anything, like, Throughout the book, you're going to be wondering if she's real or not. And to be honest, I have yet to decide if she's real or not. So, I don't know if she is. I'm just writing the story and seeing what happens. But, like, the whole thing starts with, like, children's sacrifices. This is a desert country, and the th their main export is glass. So, what would she be the goddess of? And it's like, she is the goddess of fire and sunlight and heat. Uh, so, like, there's a purifying process for the children who are going to be sacrificed. Uh, she is also, like, a goddess of order and uh, balance in societies. So, I have a really unique societal order organization, which I think I'm really proud of. Uh, and so, like, part of it is that, like, sadly, disabled people are the ones getting sacrificed and stuff, and so are the orphans. But at the same time, it's a luck so you roll the dice, and you, if your dice gets picked, you get sacrificed, and if not, then you get to work in the temple. And then people in the temple have a very small, but it is a chance to be married into royalty, because the royalty is required to marry into the temple dwellers, so that way it, their, here's their uh, social status is a circle. So they're constantly Please. moving down and up it through the generations. Please tell me that the sacrifice is done via a glass blade. It is not. It is done via a blade. It should be. I will consider.
citrus. I mean, they have like all sorts of glass stuff, so I mean, I it, that could fit in. But they do have it's a like, it, very painful for the child purification process. That it's not fun to write, but ah, yeah. This was the scene where my friends were like, "What the?" He where my uh, classmates were like, "What the heck is wrong with you?" Uh, you have a very dark and twisted mind. I do. I write horror for fun. What did you expect? I don't know, Barney. That's a different <laughs> type of horror. <laughs> yeah, that's a very different type of horror. Barney and Teletubbies. Uh, and Teletubbies don't freak me out, but Barney does. I actually went back and watched parts of the, uh, an episode of Teletubbies one time, because I was like, I watched this as a kid, I don't remember much of it. Yeah. And I was, I was watching it, I was like, what the heck is going on? No, like, I admit it was weird, but like, it didn't freak me out. Barney freaked me out. Especially yeah. knowing the background of Barney now. Wait, yeah. there's the background of Barney? Of uh, the actor? Yeah, the I wasn't Barney? aware. Uh, you know, he would what? smoke cigarettes and touch the kids in weird and inappropriate ways, and it was just not a good time. The actor was creepy. And oh. then that translated into Barney becoming creepy. I thought Barney was just creepy in general. He is, but like then the actor and like once you know the background, it's just like, oh, he's really creepy. Yeah. Yep, it just gets worse. It does, it really does, but... I mean, I guess we could leave it off here, because I don't really no, religion have is... much more to say on yeah, that. Yeah, religion is such a broad topic, but at the same time, there's not much you can say about it. Like, uh, we've, I feel like we've covered the big points, like, careful if you use real religion in your stories, a few tips on how to, like, make your own, but at the same time, religion is such a, like, any method to make religion can work. It could just be something that springs on you, or it's something you meticulously develop, it could come from the environment, from the characters. Yeah. Religion is just a belief system. It's, the character believes in X. Yeah. I mean, this can also be a tool that you use to uh, force your characters to do certain things or to not do certain things. True. Because it's like, well, why don't... It's like you're in combat. Why don't you just kill the person? It's against my religion to kill anything. Are, uh, are, are we... Yeah, I was about to say, is it, this our uh, avatar bingo? Yeah, this is our avatar reference. So, like, kind of like Aang, where it's against his religion to kill the Fire Lord, and he's in a, a situation where he feels as though he has no choice, and so it, 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 go watch Avatar, like, it builds up into this grand finale, uh, where he's got this choice to make, and he's trying to figure out Don't how spoil can he the ending. I'm not gonna it's spoil the ending. Yeah. If you haven't already seen Avatar, why not go watch it? Anyways, but yeah, so yeah, religion is a very good tool. Uh, it's not a necessary one, contrary to a lot of people's ideas of stories. Like, you gotta have a religion or a belief system. You don't. It just depends on the story you want to read. And also, honestly, I, if you take anything out of this out of this uh, podcast, can it be just to let fiction religions be? Like, stop trying to compare them and stuff them into your personal religion's hole. Or condemning them for like suggesting something you don't believe in in their religion. It's make believe. The author knows this. Just let it be and enjoy the story. And 
Yeah, people take stories and story elements way, way, way yeah. too seriously sometimes. Yeah, it's... Like, this is one of those instances where it's like, just chill. Yeah, and chill a story. Look, I, I read tons of things with things I don't believe in all the time, and I still enjoy the story because it's a story. So, that's that's what I think you guys should take out of this. Uh, let me know if you agree with us, and if you don't, give us a nice a nice comment explaining why, and we can discuss it. Uh, don't or a furious comment. I don't want to deal. Look, I'm the one who deals with the comment sections. I don't want to deal with that. Anyways, uh, we are going to end it here. Uh, a shorter one today, but I think one that I'm just surprised we haven't done. But at least now we can say we've done it, and hopefully uh, next month we'll have another fun topic to discuss, and we will get equally distracted while discussing it, I'm sure. but We're really good at that. We're so good at it. But we will see you guys next week with a normal world-building uh, our classic world building with the prompts and stuff next week. So, bye guys! Bye! Madagascar 2, of all things, is what I referenced today. I... That was the example I gave! <laughs>